fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, it's the Voice of Reason. Welcome into the program. Thanks for hanging out, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio and TV, plus the live streaming and podcasting thereafter as well. Great to have you today. You're Millennial General reporting for duty today, and boy, do we have a lot to get to. It's going to be a crazy one. Because, well, just the world's a crazy place. So welcome into the show. I have to admit, can I have a guilty admission here just for a second? Usually don't do this, but I have to admit I'm kind of excited about a nerdy movie coming out. And yes, it's a child's movie. And yes, I do not really care. So being the nostalgic millennial that I am, and I know that my generation apparently just can't let go of the past, which is why we have so many superhero movies out there today, which is why we have... Uh, apparently, have you ever heard they actually have Nerf gun arenas? Nerf gun arena. Kind of like how you have like laser tag. Oh, they have Nerf guns. Why? Because my generation are dorks and we like to pretend like we're kids forever and we just want to keep the nostalgia going on, which is why we continue on with our comic books and our video games and our superheroes and our Nerf guns and everything of the sort. So I have to delve into my millennialism, I guess, just for a minute. And I don't know if you've seen, but there was a leaked image of the new Space Jam 2 coming out. No, I am conflicted on this, and I do not know whether I'm going to watch this movie or not. I am not a fan of LeBron James. He was a very far progressive left-wing Democrat who just does not understand common sense. He's been in the major leagues, uh, major leagues, uh, professional basketball since high school, so he doesn't have really a sense of reality or grounding in any way, shape, or form. And I do not like LeBron James in any way, shape, or form. But it's Space Jam 2, and it's Bugs Bunny. And I grew up with Space Jam 1 with Michael Jordan, where it was probably one of the best movies of my entire childhood. And I'm really debating on whether I'm going to watch this movie or not. And there was a leaked image of Space Jam 2 with a 3D Bugs Bunny. Now, if you remember the story from the first one, Michael Jordan got sucked into whatever it was to go to Toonland to play basketball with all the cartoon characters in the in the animation world. So this looks like maybe Bugs Bunny comes to our world because the image is him, but with real people all around him. So I don't know exactly what the storyline's going to be here. Space Jam, A New Legacy with LeBron James and 3D Bugs Bunny. I am kind of really excited about Space Jam, although I am not excited about supporting LeBron James in any way, shape, or form. So I'm conflicted, and I need a little assistance on whether I should, a little guidance on whether I should actually watch this movie or not when it comes out, because I don't want to support LeBron James. I don't want to support his crazy left-wing tactics. However, it's Space Jam, man. Come on kind of excited about it welcome into the show we have a lot to get to coming up at the bottom of the hour so maybe i'll ask this to the psychologist a psychologist carol lieberman we've had her on before uh she is a doctor she's a professional and we're going to be talking about millennialism plus video game addiction is it a real thing and uh, what could you experience with video game addiction do you know somebody with video game i can see one of those like uh, uh what is it uh sarah mclaughlin commercials do you have someone with video game addiction do you struggle with video game addiction yourself 
you can do this. You can fight through it. So we'll talk with her about that in a little bit, what it actually means. And is there actually a positive for video games? Again, this goes into my generation, but is that the last sanctuary for some to express themselves as the alpha male that many are with video games? You're not allowed to impress women anymore, apparently, because that's ultra masculinity. And that's very, very bad in society. And you're an evil jerk if you try to impress women with your ultra masculinity. You're not allowed to be the uh, sports enthusiast any longer because you're trying to spread maleism across the nation. And uh, we're just dominated by males, apparently. And you're not allowed to do that. Although if you're a male that pretends to be a female, then you can do that. And it's totally cool. And then you can, like, crack these skulls of women if you try and fight in the MMA. So you can still use your masculinity just in a feminine way and say that it's feminine and then you can do whatever the hell you want to so it's a messed up world but is there a last sanctuary for alpha maleism in the nation through video games and then is there the other extreme on video game addiction so we'll cover all that and more coming up on the program today you can always find us on our online streaming facebook live youtube live twitter twitch and linkedin that we have right now plus you can go to the website at whosyourreason.com and watch all of it so there's a big story today uh, house of representatives passed a major piece of legislation in our what's trending for the day what's trending today and this is a little concerning to me but do not fret my friends do not worry do not think that the end is near because the battle uh, continues on and this went through the house of representatives in a complete partisan fashion however if we continue on with our filibuster process in the U.S. Senate. We should be okay. We hope. We hope. But the big news today, Biden celebrates House passing H.R. 1 out of the U.S. House of Representatives. Vows to work to, quote, refine and advance legislation. Now, what this bill is, if you have not heard nor paid attention in any way, shape, or form, it's the Democrats' campaign bill promising integrity. <laughs> I'm going to try and say it without a, with a straight face. It's a vote. It's a bill for integrity in our election process. I know. I know. We are literally coming off an election where it was probably most lack of transparency in an election, where we had some of the most weird shenanigans in an election, and yet they want to do a election integrity bill when there was very little integrity in this last election, thanks to the left side of the aisle. So I have. The actual legislation from Congress.gov, the actual bill. So we're going to break down part of this. I obviously cannot get through this entire bill because it is a very long bill. But before we get into the bill, I want you to know you don't need to fret. Why, Andy? Because we still have the filibuster in the Senate. Now, President Joe Biden praised this, which means if it did go through the Senate, he would sign it and we would be in a really bad shape. What they want to do is absolutely absurd in this bill between internet registration for voting and it's the 21st century. Just get along with it. No, we're not going to go along with something like this. I'm, I've been trying to think of a metaphor, some type of analogy to try and explain the reasoning behind something like this. But the best way I could try to explain the stupid in this is they want to overload the system to the point to where if there is any voter fraud in any way, shape or form, you would have no way to track it. It would be so grand, almost like this last election, that you would never, ever, ever be able to go through and actually do an investigation to catch all the fraud in order to change or overturn or challenge an election in any way, shape, or form. They want total dominant control. No longer do they want states to really control the election system at their statewide level. Now, just this conversation itself is probably going to get the show banned on a lot of social media, so it's probably going to be off very soon, so you might want to listen to it kind of early on, but... This is going to overload the system to a point of no return. 
by doing internet registration, automatic voter registration. You go to the DMV, you get your driver's license renewed, you're automatically going to be registered to vote. Same day voter registration. Oh, yes. Same day. Uh, you know, I totally forgot to vote. You've already signed me up. I already have my name at the DMV. I already tried to register online. Oh, but you know what? I just, I, I've ignored all of that stuff. Now I'm just going to show up on the polling day after two years of a campaign. I feel like registering today. Okay. Sign here, sign here. Go ahead and go vote. At the same time, you go down voter registration efficiency, availability uh, requirement payments, prohibiting interference with voter registration. Not allowed to interfere in any way, shape, or form. If you say, wait, the signatures don't quite look alike here. Nope, not allowed to do that. Not allowed to do that. You are not allowed to interfere. If someone wants to register, no matter what the requirements may be, you're not allowed to challenge those requirements. You're only allowed to just say yes and then go along with the process and let them go on. Here's the crazy part. Section uh, part 10 Section 1094, acceptance of voter registration applicants from individuals under 18 years and older. So I want to read parts of these bills, uh, this bill, because to me, it blows my mind how we've allowed to even get to this point. It is devastating if this would actually go through. I hope that it does not go through, but Democrats are praising it because it did pass with a 220 to 210 uh, partisan vote in the House of Representatives. So if all Republicans vote against it, we will be fine in the Senate. Again, if we don't allow the filibuster to be removed. Requiring available of, uh, availability of Internet for online registration. Each state, this is, by the way, Section 6A of Internet registration. Each state acting through the chief uh, state election officer shall ensure that the following services are available to the public at any time on the off official public website of the appropriate state and local election officials in the state, the same manner in the subject and the uh, to the same terms and conditions of the service provider, the voter registration, and da, 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 da. online application for voter registration, online assistance for applicants in applying to voter uh, to register to vote, online completion and submission by applications or by applicants of the mail voter registration application from prescribed by the Election Assistance Commission pursuant of section whatever. Uh, it goes on down. A state shall accept an online voter registration application provided by an individual under the section and ensure that the individual is registered to vote in the state. If the individual meets the same voter registration requirements applicable to individuals who register to vote by mail and the individual meets the requirements of subsection to provide a signature in electronic form. Meaning you no longer have to verify your signature. You can just sign online. Now, if you've ever signed any documents online, like DocuSign, where you sign for like maybe purchasing a home with realtor issues or with contracts that you sign online, the DocuSign, they just have to type in their name and click it, and then, boop, the signature automatically pops up there. How do you know that that person is actually legitimately signing that document? Now, some have the actual touch screen where you click and you try and do it, and it looks messy. Again, not your real signature because it looks like crap. Mine looks like garbage anyways, but really, when you try and sign with an online little touch screen or your mouse, it looks like garbage. How can you verify a signature that way? They don't want to verify signatures. It's ridiculous. Automatic voter registration. This part might be cited as the Automatic Voter Registration Act of 2021. Congress finds that the right to vote is a fundamental right of citizens in the United States. The responsibility of the state and federal governments to ensure that every eligible citizen is registered to vote. Existing voter registration systems cannot be accurate, costly, inaccessible, and confusing with damaging effects on voter participation in elections for federal office and disproportionate impacts on young people, persons with disabilities, racial, and ethnic minorities. 
Yeah. I mean, that goes into the whole you're minority, so therefore you cannot afford to get a driver's license to verify your ID because you're just a poor black person. You're just a poor Hispanic person. That's probably the most racist thing anybody could ever say, but they're allowed to do it because, well, you know, that's just what they're allowed to do. And then you get down to section number 10 or part 10, voter registration of minors. Section 1094, acceptance of voter registration applicants from individuals under 18 years of age. Section 8 of the National Voter Registration Act of 1993, as amended by Section 1004, is amended by redesignating subsection K, uh, inserting after subsection whatever. Uh, in general, a state, may, a state may not refuse to accept or process an individual's application to register to vote in elections for federal office on the grounds that the individual is under 18 years of age at the time the individual submits the application, so long as the individual is at least at 16 years of age at such time. You could be 16 years old and register to vote. Now, when you talk about Democrats really trying to pander to the lowest common denominator here, that's what they're trying to do. No longer do they want to represent you who actually have a job. They want to represent the activist 16-year-old high school student that they can brainwash and influence. Now, these are the same people, mind you, that they say, well, 16-year-olds shouldn't be allowed to carry a firearm. 16-year-olds shouldn't be allowed to drink. 16-year-olds shouldn't be allowed to smoke cigarettes. 16-year-olds can't afford to get off their parents' insurance and be able to go on to their own insurance. 16-year-olds aren't real adults because they're not mature enough. So they're not really adults because they're the ones on that side of the aisle that have been pushing the age limit up and up and up to be considered an adult to the age of 21 at least. But you can vote at 16 years old. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Come on. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com miss part of the show don't worry about it there's plenty of ways to catch the program and here's how you can do it first make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station we're here for you second subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites youtube and itunes spotify and google play tune in podbean and more have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device last visit our website at hoosierreason.com you can listen to the podcast catch our special features and more it's the voice of reason on radio tv and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. 24 minutes past the hour, radio and TV, plus the live streaming as well. Carol Lieberman, Dr. Carol Lieberman, will be joining us here in just a few minutes. Looking forward to chatting with her right now. HR1. I would love to hear, and again, this really is typical with the left side of the aisle. You really can't be surprised of like, oh my gosh, they're allowing 16-year-olds to vote. Say what? I could just see them coming out and be like, well, my constituents wanted us to have free pizza every single day. Well, what constituents wanted that? Well, the 16-year-olds wanted us to have that. Oh, okay. Well, do they know anything? Well, no. Well, do they understand? Well, no. I mean, they're politically active because they're in school. Oh, who's encouraging that political activism? Gee, I wonder who. Maybe the schools in some way, shape, or form. Maybe the teachers in some way, shape, or form. Maybe even their parents a little bit. But that's the rebellion time. So the conservative parents, now you can't listen to those guys. We need to change the world. We need to have more David Hogs around there in the world, right? <laughs> yeah. So they want to appeal to them because they realize that that would just grow their voter base because the activist movement at 16 years old is exponential. Until they get into the real world and be like, wow, this really kind of sucks. Not like world itself, but just, wow, the high taxes and the high regulation. And, man, I can't get a job. The uh, wages are too high, and they won't hire me because I don't have any experience. I need to go to college. College is really expensive. What am I going to do? I guess I need to move back in with my parents. Oh, I need to try and find a social life. Oh, I need to try and work really hard. i got to pay off my debts. What am I going to do? They want to catch them before all that happens. So that way they could say, well, it's all their fault because they won't allow you to get this stuff for free. Well, it's all their fault. Now, when you ask them, well, can a 16-year-old carry a firearm? Oh, no. That would lose their minds over that. If you say, all right, well, can a 16-year-old actually be allowed to drink? No, their brain is not completely developed yet. What's wrong with you? All right, well, can a 16-year-old actually be allowed to buy cigarettes? It used to be 18. Now it's up to 21 in many states. Or in, uh, Is that across the nation? I don't know if it's across the nation or just statewide, but many states now have raised the bar for tobacco usage up to the age of 21 as well. So as they continue to delay maturity and delay adulthood, which I've always said, I don't care what it is as long as we make it across the board. When you can purchase a gun, you can sign up for the military, you can go and vote, you can get alcohol, you can get cigarettes, you can get your own insurance. At what level do we say we, you've passed your rite of passage, you are now an adult, see you later, have fun, go do your thing. I think that that's right about that 16 to 18 years. But all of it has to be included. You cannot say you are smart enough to choose our elected officials and the policies that you want, but you are not smart enough to handle your daily life with firearms and things that are potentially very scary and very dangerous to people who do not understand them. You can't say that. That doesn't make any sense. Literally does not make any sense. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But they want to include 16-year-olds to be able to actually go and vote with this H.R. 1. The Democrats have passed 220 to 210 in the U.S. House of Representatives. Access to voting for individuals with disabilities. The bill goes on and on about how we are just oppressing the vote in the United States and we need to allow more individuals to vote. The only analogy that I can think about this entire process is you have a jar of sand and then you also throw in a handful of sawdust. And your job now is to go through the entire thing and try and find what grains of sand are real clean sand and what grains are actually sawdust that aren't both supposed to be there. At some point, it is impossible to do depending on how how big the jar is. And that's exactly And you just say, you know what, forget it. I just can't. I have to toss out the entire thing. I just have to accept it the way it is. That's exactly what the progressives are trying to do with the voting system. We have what, 340, 350, 360 million voters, uh, 350 million people in the country. 
Uh, usually we get anywhere between, what, uh, 120 to 150 million voters in the country. You try and up that and just be like, well, we're not going to do any additional verification. Oh, and by the way, the bill says that you're not allowed to put any more stringent voting uh, restrictions or regulations on the books outside of what they say. So now you can still host your elections at the statewide level, but we're going to set all the standards for it. And as a state, you're not allowed to go above and beyond what this says. Now, constitutionally, it says as long as you're a citizen, you can vote, and then the states can decide exactly what requirements are to verify said requirement of you being a U.S. citizen. Outside of that, it's up to the states. These guys say you can host the voting We're just going to tell you how to do it, like a typical federal government Democrat. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into it. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio and TV plus the live streaming. Trying to cram that 10 pounds reason into that 5 pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. Each and every day. It goes by so fast. Half hour already done already. Lots more coming up on the show. Make sure to check out HoosierReason.com real quickly. Our little plug. If you have not checked out the website, it is kind of cool. We have the live stream up there every day. We have our latest blogs. Uh, it will pop up and ask you about the newsletter, which it just came out a couple of days ago. I've gotten some positive response on that, so thank you. We do have that come out at the beginning of each and every month. Just go to HoosierReason.com. That's no I in Hoosier, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason.com. It'll ask you if you want to become a Hoosier holic. You say, yeah, buddy, you sign up totally free. We will not spam you all the time. We'll just send you a monthly newsletter at the beginning of each month about all the latest and greatest with the show and with the Hoosier Media Network. So make sure to do that. And we got a lot of people each month uh, signing up. It's growing exponentially every month. So thank you for that. We appreciate that very much. Uh, to shift gears a little bit, we touched, uh, touched on HR1. And we'll cover that a little bit later again as well with the changing of the voting system. How far does it actually go and how dangerous could it potentially be? But until then, let's shift gears and get into something else of what's trending today. What's trending today? And I got to say, I love the new website and I love the new book that this our next guest came out with that we have to talk about. Plus, I read a story. Being a millennial has kind of fascinated me myself as well. But one in 10 gamers suffer from pathological symptoms due to video game addiction. Is it a thing? How bad could video games potentially be? And are there some benefits to them as well? I don't know. Let's talk to our next guest. I'm excited as she's a board-certified psychiatrist with a master's in public health. Uh, and we've had her on the time. Uh, it's been a while, actually, since we've had her on the program. But her latest website, Terrorist Therapist, 
Lions.com is with her latest book, Lions, Tigers, and Terrorists. Oh, my. How to protect your children in a time of terror. I'm excited to have on Dr. Carol Lieberman with us. Doctor, how are you, my friend? Fine, thank you. Uh, good. I am so glad to have you back on the program, and the book looks fantastic, so I'm going to have to check this one out. Uh, but l- real quick, let's touch on that, a how to protect your child in a time of terror. There's a lot of scary things in the world right now, but this book here, what are you what uh, what are you describing as terror? Is it just the uncertainty in the world? Is it the COVID? Uh, what's the latest that uh, we need to try and educate and, and protect our children with? Well, the original uh, focus of the book was on radical Islamist type terrorists or mm. domestic terrorists or lone wolf terrorists, but um, it actually can uh, be applied to whatever terrors there are in the world. Of course, now uh, COVID and, and um, you know, all of the, the political strife and the racial strife and just all of the craziness, the culture wars, <laughs> cancel culture and all of that. There's a lot of terror outside. And, um, you know, we have been, we've been somewhat protected in a sense uh, by these lockdowns. I mean, protected, but still being harmed by being in lockdown and being lonely and isolated and all of that. But now that we're going to be going back into the world more, um, some of the impacts of what we've been through is going to be affecting us. For example, when kids go back to school, I mean, kids really need to go back to school. They should have gone back to school before now. But when they go back to school, it's going to be very difficult um, for them to re-engage with their their friends, with their peers, with their teachers. Um, People have been spending so much time, kids primarily, um, but not just kids, on video games and violent video games, that that is really having an impact on making people more aggressive so that when we go back together, um, it's going to, and especially in schools, there is going to be more aggression. That is a concern. I mean, the isolation definitely isn't helping. And if they're staying at home, if they're doing the homeschooling and then they turn around and play video games most of the day, I mean, uh, I, I enjoy my video games as much as anybody else. I don't get a chance to play a whole lot of video games, maybe like an hour or two a week sort of thing. But uh, I mean, I can imagine with younger children, especially middle school, high school students, they do their schooling online from home and then they turn around and play video games for, you know, five, six, seven, eight hours a day. That could lead to some serious problems. Yes, Absolutely. Um, you know, because there hasn't been the usual things to distract them or, you know, sports and so on. And uh, so there has been a lot much, much more online, um, doing things online altogether from uh, social media and then playing video games. And, you know, there has been uh, there have been studies over the years that have shown that people who play violent video games get more aggressive the more hours of playing that they do. So it doesn't mean that everybody's going to turn into a uh, serial killer, but it means that, uh, you know, some people have become more aggressive, let's say, fighting over a parking spot or uh, domestic violence, things like that. Interesting. Now, why do you think that is? Is it just because of the video game being violent? Is it maybe a lack of parenting, kind of putting the game into context? Is it just because you get so consumed by it that that's just kind of your life? I mean, what would be the reasoning for something like that? Well, kids who have parents um, who have been neglecting them or certainly who have been, if they've been abusing them, 
In other words, kids who are having problems, basically, and who therefore turn more to video games because they're feeling depressed and, and so on, um, they will consume more hours and they are more likely to be impacted. And it has to do with the fact that you get rewarded in video games. You know, you get it rewarded by points and then the, you know, competitions and all of that. Um, there is a reward for being more violent, for killing people, for doing <laughs> killing people in all different kinds of ways. And then uh, sex, rape and all of this, you know, you're pushing buttons to make that happen. Yeah. But and it becomes I mean, that's the, the uh, military actually teaches uh, soldiers to kill on video games. Sure. No, I, I, I can definitely see it now. I've also seen a story that I found quite intriguing was that because of the, as you mentioned before, the cancel culture, the and then the toxic masculinity that we see in society today, you're not allowed to try to impress women, you're not allowed to be the, uh, okay. the adrenaline junkie, you're not allowed to be the quote-unquote alpha male that society you know shuns nowadays apparently, that video games are almost the last sanctuary for, for boys and men to okay. be a little violent or do a little extreme, things like that. Is that true? And do you see that <laughs> argument as well with that being kind of the last sanctuary for the quote-unquote alpha male well i think the whole i think it's very sad yeah. that um i mean i don't believe in this you know toxic masculinity kind <laughs> of thing and that alpha males are bad i mean this is this is a feminist perspective that has been destroying not only destroying men and boys but um destroying relationships you know um men, men are supposed to be men right <laughs> i know this, you, you, it's a wild this concept <laughs> yes, this may seem surprising coming from a woman that I'm saying this, but um, it really has destroyed uh, male-female relationships. And, you know, in some ways, I, I'm sure some men do feel that way, that this is uh, where they're allowed to be uh, men by playing all these violent games. But that's really pretty sad because it's having um, the opposite effect. I mean, it is making them more violent. Whereas if they were just allowed to be men <laughs> the normal way, um, they could get know, that out elsewhere. They could go out and actually build something. They could, you know, be the, the extreme junkie by riding a bike and doing jumps and tricks, trying to impress the girl down the street. And then you end up tripping on the go. curbside and getting a scraped knee. I mean, that would be a totally better world, wouldn't it? That's right. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. We're, not, we're talking with Dr. Carol Lieberman. Let's talk about real quickly because that's a fascinating topic to me, the, the psychology of uh, the the movement right now with the, the women's movement. And then we see the LGBT where the transsexual men can perform in women's sports. And I'm curious from the women feminist movement side of that, do they agree? Because you know what? Anybody can be a woman if they choose to do so. So if men are really competing in women's sports and dominating all the records, is that acceptable? Or do you see even from the feminist side of many women saying, wait a second, you're kind of taking the whole like women's rights and women's ability away because men are just coming in and dominating here. I mean, what's the psychological side behind all this? Well, most women, whether they are feminine, whether they would define themselves as feminist or not, most women do not want men uh, or men who uh, people who just you know identify as men in their locker rooms in their sports. I mean that whole thing um, that just passed through Congress um, is is crazy. Is just um, so destructive and so distorted, and it has to do with uh, the influence over Biden 
of the Black Lives Matter, the three women who um, founded Black Lives Matter, I mean, they have been having an unbelievable influence and, and an inappropriate influence to begin with. Yeah. But um, this this whole thing of, of LGBTQ and, and um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with LGBTQ, but the whole thing about um, getting people even teaching kids. I mean, now with Black Lives Matter, part of their agenda is to, and not just them, but schools have been teaching kids in elementary schools that um, they shouldn't. It's not cool if you identify with your biological sex. Yeah. It's a lot more cool if you are trans or you are um, just some <laughs> some um, deviation, anything but the uh, actual gender that you were born with. And this is really uh, confusing kids beyond belief. Um, There's so many things going on right now that are destroying America, destroying the world. It is, it's very, very um, concerning. Well, it is concerning. It is concerning. And it's, and it's troubling that that's the hip, cool thing, the trend right now. I mean, who would have thought that gender identification would have been the trendy, cool thing for kids, especially for children. I mean, we're messing up an entire generation with that kind of mentality where that's what the trend is. It's not the cool hat and how to wear your hat sideways or backwards, not to wear the, the poofy pants that I remember in the nineties, you know, growing up as a kid, it's not that kind of thing. It's the fact that you get to identify as a different gender, which is very strange to me. Dr. Carol Lieberman, check it out. TerroristTherapist.com is the website. Doctor, we always appreciate the time very much. Let's do this again here real soon. Sure, thank you. Always a pleasure right there. We appreciate that very much. We'll take a break. We'll wrap up the show today already for a free Friday celebration. Lots more coming up here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a pre-Friday celebration. One of the greatest days of the entire week because it's a day that ends in day. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Radio and TV plus the live streaming as well. The fastest hour of radio on radio. Radio and TV. Uh, wherever you may be. So thanks again to Dr. Carol Lieberman. Interesting conversation, as always. Uh, appreciate chatting with her. I get a lot of comments on the social media and a few emails as well regarding the HR1 uh, or HB1, House Bill, House Resolution HR1, about the election issues where you have the automatic voter registration, you have the online voter registration, you have the same day voter registration where, you know, you can register all year long. There's a two year campaign, and then the day of the election, you're like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot to go and register. And then you go and register, and you can do that apparently everywhere else. And they say that it's going to be more efficient. I have related it to they're going to bog down the system so much that you don't know. I mean, you don't know. If you don't vote, let's just say you don't vote, but yet they make you register to vote because, well, you went and registered for your driver's license. They got you registered to vote. But you're like, I don't do politics, man. I just don't go and vote. Who's to say that you're already registered? That would only open up the door of opportunity for them to be like, oh, I don't know how your vote got in the system. <laughs> I have no idea how that happened. Oh, man. Sorry. We'll just take that one away. Mm. But all of a sudden, you just showed that you you showed up to vote. A vote got in the system for you. They want to make you be able to vote online. They want you to be able to just make it as easy, as convenient as possible. It's not supposed to be an easy and convenient process. It is supposed to be a process to verify yourself, to validate who you are, what you believe in, and then go and make your voice heard. There's supposed to be some red tape, some hurdles to jump over. And no, they are not racist. No, they are not stupid. No, they're not bigoted. No, they're not close-minded. It's just fact because we want to make sure that the process is legitimate. And if all of you, everybody, all 340 million people in the country are registered to vote and only 120 million people vote, who's to say that the other 50 million didn't all of a sudden get dropped in there? Oops, we don't know where those came from. Then try and get someone to be like, well, you have three weeks to try and find voter fraud. You have three weeks to try and find some fraudulent activity on there. You have three weeks to try and find anybody that you know, didn't actually show up. And see how well that actually works for you. Again, it's trying to pick out sawdust from boxes of grains of sand and trying to figure out which is which and trying to actually make the process legitimate. At the same time, they want to lower that voting age to the age of 16, which, again, I just don't understand either. You're not an adult. You still have to have your parents' permission to do things. You cannot buy a car. You cannot buy cigarettes. You cannot buy alcohol. You cannot sign up for the military. You cannot go off on your own. You can't uh, get your own interest. You can't do anything at 16 years old. You can't carry a firearm. But yet, they want you to be able to vote. Because, I here's my personal thought, I really think that that's the Democrats' like level of in, intelligence is at a 16-year-old age level. I'm serious. I'm not even trying to go off and joke this. I really think that their brain mentality is about the level of a 16-year-old, where you're wanting to throw dog poop at a door. I mean, that's about the level of intelligence of a Democrat in most of the country right now. So why not try to appeal to their voting base? Why not try to appeal? Why, sure, try and get a 16-year-old to go and vote. When you're so emotional and you're crying over your boyfriend, girlfriend, or it, or other, because you don't quite identify and you're just confused in the world, that's the Democrat Party. So, of course, they're going to try and make that vote. But here's what I would do. If they have the ability to vote and they have the ability to buy cigarettes, to buy alcohol, to purchase a car, to be able to go on their own, to be able to sign up for the military, to be able to get their own insurance, and by bye, you're an official adult. We're finally coming to the conclusion, maybe, left side of the aisle, that 16-year-olds are actually adults. 
which 16, 18, whatever, whatever it is, needs to be that rite of passage at that exact same level. But when Democrats want them to vote, and want them to vote at that level, then you know that they have an agenda because I would love for an elected official to come out and be like, well, I, I did this X, Y, and Z because of the fact that I'm trying to appeal to my base. I'm trying to appeal to my voter base. And what is that voter base? They're children that do not even uh, have the right to make decisions as adults, but they can go and vote. I'm telling you, it is a frustrating, sad bill. It's not going to go anywhere. The House of Representatives passed it 220 to 210, and it's going to the Senate. But the Senate needs, as far as I'm aware, still needs that filibuster vote. So they need the two-thirds or 67 votes, which they are not going to get right now because Republicans still have 50 of the votes, and they're not going to do it because no Republicans voted for it in the House of Representatives. But this is where we're at. The war is on, baby. The war is on, politically speaking. We need to stop this stuff. Call your elected officials. Make sure that this doesn't go anywhere because this is pathetic. We're not even talking about the illegal votes. Where it even says in there you need to be a citizen, but, oh, we didn't know if they were a citizen or not. Why? Because they registered online. You couldn't actually tell. But that did that with intention, by the way. They did that on purpose. That does it for us today. Podcast going up in a little bit. We have one more day for the week. I'm excited for tomorrow. Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District of Ohio. We'll get a monthly check-in from him on what's going on in D.C. Maybe we'll talk about this bill and some more. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a great Thursday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.